Hey there, sequel lovers. Doug here. Just wanted to give you an update because as you probably saw last week, you had, uh, if you've been listening to us for a long time, you were probably like, Oh, Joe Alves, man, legendary production designer, art director. I remember them doing this way back in November of 2019, but some of you might never have gone back in the catalog since we have over 227 episodes. So. Just give me an update. We're doing these re-releases because over the last 176 weeks of the podcast, we never had to do a re-release or anything like that. And we've dealt with, like, I lost my dad last year. Me and Jamie have both moved. Illnesses, COVID, everything. And we always made sure to put new content out. And recently, me and my wife welcomed our very own sequel our little boy Jack, and just he's taking a little bit longer to come home from the hospital. He's doing great. They're just trying to figure out something that's going on with him, but uh, we, we trust that uh, he'll be home soon, but I just can't put any focus or time because I'm at the hospital with him at night, so I'm not able to uh, put out any new episodes, but don't worry. We're coming back soon. We're going to come back better than ever. I got some sequels that might make Jamie poke his own eyes out, <laughs> but a lot of great interviews as well. So stay tuned. Another re-release will be coming out next week. I don't know which one yet. So I will uh, pick something good from our first year that maybe not a lot of people have heard, but we have a lot of good stuff Uh so thank you. Enjoy Jaws 2. I know we did when we recorded that back in November of 2019. Great sequel. I remember we released it on Thanksgiving, which was perfect. I guess sharks have appetites. We have ap appetites, but I've been rambling for two minutes. I love you guys. Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at sequels only. And if you want to help us out, share us. You know, tell friends, you know, we have a lot of great interviews, a lot of great reviews, and uh, I'm going to shut my yapper, and uh, this is going to go right into our Jaws 2 review. You're going to hear a little bit of our old theme music, if you've been around that long. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Joe Alves, production designer on Jaws, Jaws 2, directed Jaws 3, and so much more. And I cannot wait to talk about this sequel, Jaws 2. But before we dive, pun intended, into this week's movie, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you doing? Pretty good. Right now... <laughs> I know right now we're recording it, but right now for people listening, it's Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful for good movie sequels and bad movie sequels, but I'm very thankful that Roy Schneider did this movie. Well, I'm thankful that they made a first choice. Yes. Because I really enjoyed that movie and I did watch it first again, just to, you know, bring me back to what, you know, when I first saw it. I, I don't know if I could say the same thing about the second one. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get into it then. But real quick, <laughs> fun fact about this movie, Roy Schneider didn't want to do this movie. What, he didn't do, want to do it so bad. Just before they were shooting, he went to the Beverly Hills Hotel, went crazy, screaming to try to get committed. It was, like, it was in his biography. You know, I knew that story when I started watching this movie. And honestly, I think you can tell he did not want to be there. Like there's a lot of scenes in a movie where like, if you, if you compare him, his acting in the first movie compared to this movie, there's a night and day difference. Oh, like, yeah. he, he was acting like, you know, like going for an Oscar, you know, performance. The second one, it looked like sometimes he's going through an emotion. Like he just like, all right, I have to be there and you know, we're going to do the best I can, but he, you could tell he did not want to be there. And can you imagine being on set with a guy who's starring in a movie who does not want to be there? Like it had to be chaos daily. Yeah, and he almost fought the the director. All right, let's 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 jump right into this. So, this movie got right to it. But a lot of these movies we watch, title card right away. I like when they have a little bit beforehand, you know, a little bit of breadcrumbs, and then they show us something. Then the be nope, Jaws two, Jaws two, and like pretty much two murders right away, oh. like right right off the bat. This movie reminded me of horror movies. This movie reminded me of Friday Thirteenth. 
okay. in, in many ways. Um, I mean, you know, before we go into detail, but one, you have a lot of the, the kids that are very, like, very similar to camp counselors. You have Jaws, who's kind of like stalking each kid, each person out there. It just reminded me of Friday the 13th. And, you know, like the first one was more suspenseful. I've, I think this one's more like a horror. Like a, like oh, a, definitely. This one, to compare it to a movie that we've done before, and this is kind of an insult to put it in the same category, but it's Caddyshack 2-ish. Because in the first Caddyshack, it's just a gopher. The second one is a gopher that talks and has like, this shark in this movie, this thing has a lot of personality and it is shown a lot. It is. And you know, you know, it's amazing. I mean, the, the first, the first movie is so iconic and you really barely see Jaws until the end. Oh yeah. Here you see, like you see him a lot more. I think it was scarier in the first one. Like, like not seeing him, the music, it makes it all, but just like, I, I, I don't know this. I, I, I thought I enjoyed this movie years ago better. Uh, we, we'll get into it. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you said it best. So right in the beginning of these divers, like taking photos in front of what, was the orca why were they doing it i don't know but they mentioned later that they were like two rich guys because it was like a hundred hundred thousand dollar boat right the camera must have been expensive but they're taking the photos and yeah two down right i was marking the kills this time kills one and two right away photo and, bomb jaws comes out of nowhere and that was about what that was like 10 years ago right or like what was the time frame between jaws oh, one and jaws two three it was only three years yeah no way why do you say three years because it was 75 to 78 no, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the characters. Like, oh, the, I would the, say probably only three. Oh, it is only no. three years. No, because Martin uh, said, Brody says when he gets, spoiler alert, when he gets fired, he says, well, we came here four years ago. Yeah, but why is Mikey like 10 years older than he was in the first movie? I mean, he's he, he looks like, I mean, like the first movie, he's only like, what, eight, nine? No, you know, in the second movie, he's like a senior in high school. You know, if yeah, like so like, that's why I thought it was like 10 years. No, I think it's only four. Well, it has to be like three or four because that's how, how long they've been there. Uh, okay, then you know what? That's going to prove my point later on about something else. Okay, okay so, <laughs> all right, three or four. Um, so, yeah, so like, you know, that I don't, if it's three to four years, I'm, I was just wondering why these rich guys decide to look for the orca or they were they looking for that boat in particular or they were just, you know, just doing whatever they wanted to and they happened to come across it. I have to pose the question right back to you. I'm going to answer your question with a question. I don't think anybody remembers what happened. Because if you think about it, when he starts talking about the shark, everyone that's on the beach, I'm sure some people are repeat vacationers. They think he's crazy. Like, oh my God, why would there be a shark here? Okay, there was a shark here three, four years ago. And my note right here, this is funny you mentioned Jason before. Because I wrote, I wouldn't go back to Camp Crystal Lake. Why would people go back here? I, you know, I thought about this and like, listen, I don't like when they say there's a jellyfish in the water. And I, oh, I don't want I don't want to go near the water. Let alone that there's been shark attacks. Um, but again, don't forget the mayor. Which, by the way, how long can someone be mayor for? Like, I mean, like, because I don't know how this guy gets reelected because he's such a. Uh, he's like I don't a, know. He's the biggest douche. Um, he might have like kind of hid a lot of it, like you know, like somehow, like not let what happened on the boat. I guess I don't know because I think according to the people there, they already caught the shark in the first movie. Like, I don't know if they knew how far it went to the second one, right? No, I know. Yeah, because just to go to your point, yeah, I don't know how he gets reelected because it makes no sense. But no, it seems like only the people on the board remember what happened. Because they, did, they didn't promote it, is what I'm saying. Like, they, yeah. they, they're talking about a lot of summer people going there for vacation. So it's not like it's a lot of locals. So I think it's a lot of people, new people coming in. So they probably weren't paying attention. Who knows? Yeah, I think it was the kid from Chris. I don't know if it was the kid from Christine. And back to school, the son and back to school. Yeah. Melon. So I don't know if it was him or his friend, <laughs> his friend, Timmy. One of them said, uh, nobody, nobody likes me or nobody respects me because I live here year round. Are you talking about Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. <laughs> that guy looked just like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know what? It was just strange. And, you know, we'll get into his firing because I don't, you know, that happens in every single movie. Like oh, every no, movie is a hero and then it becomes like, you know, like forgotten about. So, yeah. So just like you said, there's a little difference in cheap, cheap bro, like a 180 turn. He was kind of scared. He was kind of nervous of just the water part of it, but he's a cop, he's a cop from New York city. And right in the beginning of the movie, they show him, he's coming from, I guess, off the Island. He's running late to a party. How douchey was his wife's boss? 
he was touchy. Yeah, very. I thought he was going to, well, later he does. But at that moment, I'm like, man, I hope he knocks this guy out. Because he was like, can you be a doll and go fetch us some drink or something like that? It's like, you know, how can you say this when the cop's wife, you know, the co- her husband's right there? Well, you know, you know, speaking of him being a, a cop now, so he's a cop from another, what, you said New York City? New York City, yeah. Okay, so he's, what, he's, he's, there's only, what, like three cops, two cops on that island? Yeah. Is he a cop of just the beach? Like this, like because Brody spends the entire time in both movies on the beach. He's in, the, he's in, the, he's on the Shark Tower where he's you know hanging out there. Like there's no crime anywhere else. Like he doesn't have to do anything else. But like, is he like a beach cop? Is he like a beach patrol or? Well, I think people are only on the beach. <laughs> I think it's a really small island, but I don't think it's small enough that it's all beach. But no, he's always there or in or at his house or in the police station. That's it. Oh, and when he's at the police station, I mean, this happens later on. He, he, he just sits there with no shirt on. Or <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a little weird. I mean, like if I, if I'm walking into someone's office and he looks all sweaty and he's got his shirt open, it's a little weird. <laughs> so have you ever seen, so one of the rich people in the town, one of the business owners donated to, uh, I think it was the high school. It was uh, a money tree. Have you ever seen one of those before? I, I haven't been lucky enough to see one. It was like a tree. And then they just like, I don't know, like stapled or <laughs> taped money to it. And it was like such a big deal. And they had, I think the cheerleaders were there at that big party. My, my daughter watched the movie with us and she, she, I guess she thought it was like a high school thing because you had the cheerleaders there and then you have the young girl in a bathing suit. She's like, dad, isn't that kind of weird to have this girl walking around in a bathing suit? I'm like, honey, it's, it's not a high school thing. It's just, you know, just, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've never seen a money tree. I, you know, I don't hang out with rich folk. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, so like you said before, this movie is a little bit different because obviously you had two amazing characters in Dreyfus and Shaw that aren't in this movie. So it focuses more on like Brody's oldest son and his friends. So that was, that was the biggest to me. That is what changed it because they were two iconic characters. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Quint and yep. um, Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. They they were awesome, and like they made the movie even with the shark together. Just like they were just iconic. Here, there's like no likable characters. Even the kids weren't really likable. Like you know, like it was just. I think it was missing that element of having characters like you really care about. Yeah, and they had a lot of like wasted time in the movie. Like the a lot of just the kids riding riding on boats. Teens on boats just floating around. But one thing I have to ask is, so the one girl is trying to set up Martin's oldest son, Michael, with one of her, like with her cousin. And and the girl was wearing a pantsuit. Well, I I was going to say, I was going to get that. You're like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the the clothing. Now, I know this was filmed in the 70s, but they spend a lot of time on the water. Like the the kids, like they they all have boats. No one wears a bathing suit. Oh, I know. They're all in jeans, button-down shirts, college shirts, pants suits. Like, that's what they use to go on the water. Like, I've been on many boats. If I'm going to spend the day on the water, I'm wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> you know? No, I know they filmed this movie, and I think the other one had the same issue, the first one. I feel like they filmed it when it was cooler out, but you have to pay these people to suck it up because they were talking about in some of the scenes that I was reading, because they filmed in cool, cooler weather, they would have the actors like suck on ice cubes before they filmed so that so their breath so the breath wasn't hot against cold and you could see that. Really? Yeah. So they had to film at like a weird time of year because there's a lot of people that vacation there. But yeah, so the pantsuit girl (laughs) and then the mayor's son, I had to write this quote down. He says, she's got tits like a sparrow. (laughs) And I read that that line was improvised. And the, the actor, the, the one that played the mayor's son afterwards felt so bad that they said basically like, hey, just say any line about her. And that's what he thought of. And then they were like one take and they're like, I right, will use that. <laughs> there were a couple of funny lines, but yes, that was uh, that's just ridiculous. So you talked about him and, he, you know, he's in the Shark Tower as a cop and he's in the police station with a shirt on. How about the first time we see him in the police station? Everyone is lined up just complaining oh. about nothing. The one lady was complaining. The guy was complaining about a lady that is in a towel that's taunting his son. And the guy was like 80. So how old is his son that's living at home? <laughs> and w- wouldn't you think that the guy would like to watch that too? 
I would hope so. I mean, I, I, is that really harmful? I mean, you know, it's, is that, it's, I don't think it's really frowned upon. If she's in your home doing that, yeah. I mean, like, and then he just Brody being the police because you know he only wants to focus on the, on the beach. He didn't want to deal with anybody bringing complaints to him. So, like, what is he a cop? Like, what is he a police of? Like, he had he had complaints with like I think three separate people at at the police oh, yeah. station. He ignored every single one of them. I think he's above that. And I think that's, I think this kind of goes to, obviously that's what the script was. I'm sure if we read it, a lot, all, a lot of the lines will be the same, but I think it's to what you said. Like he was like, I don't want to do this movie. Cause some of his lines were, I'm not saying they're, they're a lot of them were improvised, but some were so good when he's like, Hey deputy, why don't you go follow, <laughs> go to this house, check out this lady in the towel. And he was like, he just walked right out like right away. Well, you know, I, I, I think because, again, it came across that him not wanting to do a movie that he came across more cocky a little bit in this movie. Like in the first movie, he was such a wuss. Like he was like the biggest wuss in the world. And just as he had like an attitude, this movie, I think, you know, until he had to go in the water again. But yeah, I think, I think it showed, I just think like he didn't care. So he's like, you know what? He had an attitude and I think that's why. So he didn't want to help anybody. And yeah. I liked him in this movie. I, I honestly like his character. I think it was cool for him to, be that he went through that because it seemed like he was the only one that was affected. Even the wife didn't seem to affect it until like the very, very end. But so the first time that we see the shark again, it's, I think that's the coolest thing because you're right. It's just like Friday the 13th. It's Jason. They show like the, the backdrop. They show the kids like on their boats and then, or you see his head pop up and he's looking at, he's staring at them. Yeah. And that's it. it felt like he was stalking them. And it was like the campers. And he 100% reminded me of Jason. You know, and then, it, then he, they, you think that, that he's going to kill someone right away. The, the guy that was parasailing on a flag. Was that a flag? Like, it wasn't even a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looked like it was a flag. I think it was supposed to be a parachute, but it looked more like a flag. And that was Brody's kid. So you're like, he can't get eaten. But yeah. then the timing of it, and it yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. So that, that was definitely cool, that part. I mean, uh, I thought I thought that was the first kill right away, you know. But you know, okay, we 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 kind of touched this before. So you know, like we said, if you're if you're in an area where there was shark attacks, you'd be kind of nervous to do that. Brody was face to face. First of all, afraid of water, face to face with a shark multiple times, and he's still doing the same job. Like at that point, when you like move your family away from there or retire or something, like how is he still police on the beach? Like he's still ner- like you know what I'm saying. Like I'd be traumatized. He was face to face with a shark that was the size of a house. <laughs> how was he, he not traumatized? I know I'd be out. I wouldn't like put myself in that same position. I would not let like my kids be even close to the water. So no, I probably lived and moved to like Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> just get away from it all, like just cornfields and just deal with that. Absolutely. So the next kill. Oh, we, is we, have, awesome. to talk, we have to talk about this. This was awesome. <laughs> well, okay. So we're talking about the mother and the, and the, and the skier. Oh, that was that a mother and daughter? Well, or, well, first of all, it reminded me of mother because she looked like a mother who just got done cleaning the kitchen. She was wearing <laughs> she was wearing gloves. Her yes. hair was in a handkerchief, and she was old. Like she just looked like she just got done cleaning. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a mother and daughter. I mean, I was assuming it was a mother and daughter. Um, <laughs> but all right, so talk about the kill first, and then we'll talk about the mother because so, that mother scene was ridiculous. So when she, when the girls uh, water skiing, they start going faster. She's going back and forth, and the shark gets closer. And closer, and it's almost like he kicked up, he hit Nas, like it was like uh, really fast and the furious. Because I don't know where she was just gone. He he jumps up, he eats her out of the water, and again we already saw the shark, like his fin pop up, and we saw him a little a little bit. But dude, after this kill, so he eats the water skier. The the mom, the cleaning lady, goes around <laughs> in a circle in the boat, and she's like, "What's going on?" And then. So, okay, so her idea of killing the shark was pouring gasoline, uh, th- thinking, that, thinking that she's going to catch the shark with gasoline. Like, she's going to be able to. So, like, I'm assuming if you throw gasoline on water, it's going to float a little bit. It's not going to even get on the shark. Right. So her idea was to try to somehow get the gasoline on the shark, completely misses it, and gets it all over herself. Right? <laughs> that's, that's, so the next bright idea she has, was to get a flare gun? Was that a flare gun that yeah. she had? So... Then, I mean, like, so then she lights the flare. Like, this is like, I guess supposed to be a serious scene. I thought it was comical. Like, it was like, <laughs> it reminded me of like a Leslie Nielsen thing. Like, everything was going wrong after another. And then she, she 
puts itself on fire. I know. Basically blows up. And just before that, that shark went airborne. That shark when he hit the when he hit the boat, they showed like the POV and then he hit the he like crashed into the boat. And then you see him like so they had a bigger budget, obviously, for this movie. It's the first one did so well, and they had more time to make the shark. This did freaking things of airborne, and then it's the half of its face gets burned. I did like that part. But that was cool. Because they left it in the rest of the movie. So the rest of the movie, he's got like a scar like Jason. Hell yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, so that's why I'm telling you, it's like a very similar to Jason thing. So now he's got this scar in his face of a burnt face the whole movie. This, this shark gets the crap beat out of him. He does get it beat up, you know, throughout the movie. But uh, he keeps coming back. Why did they show the couple, the young couple that were like, they were hooking up in the dunes. And then they were like, I want to go water skiing. The one girl runs up. She looks. She's like, let's go do that. And then, no, we'll do it next week. She's like, you always say next week. And then the explosion goes out. Then they run to the house where there is a mom and daughter just hanging out watching it. And then they're giving play-by-play to Brody showed up, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And it looked like it was the only house on the beach. It was, yeah. (laughs) So you have all these people that are there all the time, and it's one house on the beach. So, Yeah. And then Brody goes there, and, and right away, I like how he starts talking. I guess, well, they didn't, he didn't find the girl. He didn't find the body yet, right? Or like, did he no, he didn't find it yet. No. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I guess he's th- does he does he think it's a shark yet or no? Right away? No, I don't think he n- thinks it is just yet because he said there was like an explosion. Okay, there still hasn't been any. Like they haven't found anything yet. But how about when he tells his deputy? I think it's a deputy, right? Is that yeah, what he keeps yeah, calling him? Yes. He goes, uh, why don't you go in there and dredge the bottom of the ocean? So he keeps he's dredging it. And it's cool the way they like just place that out of nowhere when he pulls up the power line. And I'm like oh, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And then yeah. the two then that couple that we talked about earlier that wanted to go uh water skiing, the boyfriend put it off, they find a killer whale. In the middle of the beach. Yeah. How does it get there? I, I guess it could wash up with the tide, but it was way too far in. It was very far in. I mean, like that, first of all, the whale was huge. And it was like, it was way deep in there. I don't, I don't know if the tide could push something that massive that far up. You know? But that, okay, so that's where Brody sees the bite. Right? The bite. Yeah, and we have to talk about his conversation with the expert that came in. Okay. The hooper, the female hooper. Yeah. Well, I do like how Brody starts talking about their circumference of the bite. Like, he, he was taking a lot of stuff from Hooper from the first movie. Oh, yeah. So, so he was kind of a professional this time around. But the woman was like, it was almost like a robot. The way she was, like, acting. Like, she seemed very, like, just, like, like robotic. When he said, I think it's a great white shark, and she goes, a carnarius concarnating? <laughs> I'm like, wait, did you just shout back the Latin phrase in front of all these people on the beach? Because there were people around. And then how about, this is a cool part of the movie. And it kind of like, it, it's cool, but it's kind of corny that he asked the question. But when he looked at her and he was serious because he, I think after he saw the bite, he was like, do you think they can know when another shark was like hurt or killed? And she's like, what do you think? Sharks have feelings? or that? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, this one does. Well, it, it, yeah. Well, well, I don't know if this is it, like this. Like I know the third one is related, right? It's revenge. So it's the fourth is revenge. Okay. All right. Third, so third. is three day. Yeah. Fourth is the one that follows her from there to. So are Mama. these supposed to be in the same family? These sharks? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, they don't explain that, but he knows like who to go after. He does. He knows exactly <laughs> who to go after. So then he goes to try to talk to the mayor again. And like we said before, this bear sucks. He really, he really does. And he's basically like, huh? Like, like in the first movie, he would do this crazy stuff. He'd be like, yeah, there's a shark on the beach. He's like, yeah, I think this year we're going to have the best rentals that we had. It's like, what? So, so, so this is, okay. So this is where the four years to me. Okay. So if it was 10 years, it's, it makes it, it's better, but like four years. So it's not that far along from the last disaster that happened. Yeah. And he still doesn't believe Brody. Like after like what happened, how many people died in the first movie? He's still like poo pooing it and saying, "No, yes, don't, yeah, you're you're crazy." It's not like this guy is a jerk. Like he's really like you know like he's unbelievable. How he still doesn't he doubts Brody, and he doubted Brody up until the scene where his son went to chocolate in the first movie. Yeah, and that's what. And when he was at the hospital, he's like, "I'm sorry, I thought I was doing it." That's when he made him sign to sign Quint, and that's when they went after him. So he obviously knew he felt bad. He doesn't care anymore. Like he, like it just, he's psycho, man. He's just, he's nuts. 
maybe if he didn't, if he was like, let's shut down the beach, the other guy that runs for runs against him be like, no, I would have kept the beach open. Screw sharks. And then he would have won because they only make their money in three or four months. Like Quint made that joke. And he was like, oh, you're not going to be, you're going to be able to have food in the wintertime. What if Brody, uh, not Brody, the mayor is in cahoots with the shark. And what I mean by that is, you know, listen, obviously people are still going there hearing about shark attacks. They want to go there maybe to see the shark. So maybe he's allowing the sharks to come in, brings more tourists there, which is bringing more money. What if sharks, how does, how does, what does he pay him? Or he says you can eat a few. Well, I'm not saying he's is in cahoots with a shark and paying him. Oh, I think you meant that they had a deal. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's the one bringing the shark in somehow. Like, he's, like, transporting the sharks in. So now people are going to, you know, they want to see the shark attacks. And then they get excited when all these fishermen go out there to get the, the, the bounty on the shark. You know, let's bring in all fishermen come, come to town. You know, now that newspapers are taking pictures of the people that catch the shark. I, I mean, I'm just saying it could be like a money thing. So you're saying Mayor Vaughn, he has a shark guy that he yeah. has dropped the shark off. He has a shark guy. And target people. I Why thought not? you said, when you said cahoots, <laughs> I thought you thought he meant, I was at the next question, my follow-up would have been, how does he pay him? Do sharks use money or? Well, the first movie, the, the one shark they caught had a license plate, <laughs> a, a tin can, and a, a few fish heads. So <laughs> it doesn't take much to, you know, to pay off a shark. <laughs> so so Brody, he wants to go out and he wants to check out the water, which again, this guy's freaked out of the water. And he's even scared to walk in, like even just walk in shallow water, even like the he takes his shoes off and he rolls up his pants and he gets in there. He sees something floating. As that lady, she's attached, her burnt body's attached to a piece of the boat. Well, he saw he saw what looked like a piece of wood at first. Yeah. So he I, and, you know, I saw the movie a long time ago. I, I jumped a little bit when I saw the lady. Oh, so yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but, like, was the I, – I didn't think the wood was that concerning to him that he would – you know, that he, he was concerned about it. Like, I, it looked like driftwood. Like, I didn't think yeah. it was much of it. But he went out there, and then he totally – first of all, he left the body out there. Like, he left the wood and the body – and he, as soon as he saw it, he ran out. Like, he left. Like, I, I don't know. This is where he's, he's crazy for the rest of the movie. That changed everything. Because the next thing he does, he goes into the office. He's putting liquid cyanide on the bullets and then put burning wax to keep it in. Is this, and this is when he has no shirt on or his shirt's open? I think this is when his shirt's open. Yeah, he's okay. going crazy. He looks – even like his whole face, he's all red, sweaty. Sweat. He's all – yeah, he's all sweaty. That's what I'm saying. Like imagine you're walking in someone's office, is all sweaty and his shirt open. And then he's quickly hiding something. As soon as, as, soon as the deputy went in there, he covered it real quick. When you think something like you know wacky is going on, I would think something. And the, is and the going deputy, on. the deputy was looking at him like, "All right, what's going on here?" But he didn't never questioned him. Like he 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 saw him grab the stuff when he left. Um, yeah, he was just he was. Well, deputy's lucky to have a job. He's not that good. No, he's definitely like deputy doofus. From, oh, uh, I gotta go to work. It's like, what else <laughs> are you doing on this island? So, so so his his weapon of choice again is a pistol. I I know he's loading those bullets up, but again. This is a huge shark, and his weapon weapon of choice is a pistol. A pistol right. with cyanide. Okay. Just, if that, if a, if a droplet does anything, are okay. you a cyanide expert? I am, and uh, yeah. Well, I did a lot of studying in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, that would be, you know, I that would not be my first choice. I would go for the harpoon again. You know, maybe a harpoon. I don't know if I had a pistol, but it definitely scares a lot of beachgoers with it later on. So. Oh my god! <laughs> so so I love the way you know what's funny. I remember this movie as. Hooper was in it. But that was my memory as a kid. Like, well, I'm a kid. The last time I saw it was probably like 10, 15 years ago. But then it was just a phone call and he wasn't there. They called him at the house and basically said, Matt Hooper, he's on the, the, the same thing that he gave up in the first one. They use the same name of that one outside Australia. Yep. Yep. Swim with the sharks. You know, I, I wrote this line down about the mayor and the one thing he said, it just shows you what kind of a douche he is. Not, not to go back to the mayor, but he said something like, don't press it this time. Yeah. So he knew. Like, it, so this is, this is after he saw the, the lady. He's now, I guess this is when he sees the mayor again, right? Yeah. So then before he should start shooting at the beach. This is before, yeah. The okay. next, right. So the, the, the shooting at the beach starts with, uh, so they do that beach montage because they show, again, people aren't, they're in the water, but this was a little bit too long too. I wrote down some of the things that I saw. One of them, I don't know if you remember these, but they showed a lot of bikini butts close up. 
Yes, three three women walking forward. Yeah, and it was like, all right, are they going to cut away? They also about- showed a lot of wi- like a lot of people dressed in clothes on beach blankets. I know. <laughs> so how about there was a guy that was taking a photo of two women. Did you? I saw, yes, I did. Yes. He looks at them and he does the motion to come on, get a little closer. Come on, get a little closer. And then they finally get closer. He takes a photo and then they go back like after the butts. They show them again with the guy taking another photo. But dude, when he's in the Shark Tower and the real estate developer, because that's who Ellen Brody works for, the real estate guy, they're trying to show off like, oh, this is our beach. People are enclosed in the beach. It's <laughs> just weird. How is that a selling point? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, man, he's in the, he's in the tower. Maybe, maybe nobody will notice. And then some <laughs> lady, hey, they were wondering, what's that guy doing up there? Within like seconds. There's like right after he said that. <laughs> and his excuse, and he's like, uh, sometimes people use it for bird watching. You know, look for look for birds up there. That was the best answer he can give. I know. You know. He was really slow. He looked like another actor, but he was not even close. <laughs> he looked like the guy that was in like uh, the guy that played in Big Daddy, the the father, but younger. He's in a bunch of stuff. Transylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, but uh, yep. he kind of looked like him. But this guy sucked. I hated him. He was so ridiculous. <laughs> the way he was hitting on Ellen and. Just how, again, he dismissed him too. He must have lived in that town and known what happened. And he was like, I don't care. I just need to sell you know, new buildings here. Hence, bringing sharks in, bring attracting. I'm telling you, they're all in cahoots. <laughs> so he's in the shark tower and he's looking out and he sees something. And I'm like, oh, dude, is this shark about to go crazy and eat people? And then, dude, when he runs out there, and he pulls the gun out. Well, first of all, he's saying, get out of the water, right? Is yeah. This okay. Not one person moved. Now, you got this cop who's screaming, get out of the water. It, it took him. He must have said it about 10 times before they finally started getting out of the water. But he was screaming it right off the bat. No, they all just looked at him and stared at him. I know. Like, like, like again, this is a town that has sharks. You know, the second someone says, get out of the water, I'm running. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, so they started, first of all, they also, before he even started shooting at, at what was out there, how about the guy that stole the raft from the kid? Like they, they, they were, it was complete chaos. Like it was every man and woman for himself. Like they left kids out there. Yeah. They, were, they were trampling on everybody. The one guy stole the raft to paddle his way in. Like, <laughs> I love when he pulls the gun, when he lifts the gun up, they show like the front shot. So you see the back of the beach. You can't see the water. Now when he's about to pull the trigger, there's still a kid yeah. right there. And he just fires it six times. And I love the off camera. They probably didn't see it. Hey, that's just a school of bluefish. <laughs> and he looked crazy. He, lo- he looked crazy. The fish was not close. Like it was the shadow was pretty far out there that he thought he was going to hit it with the pistol, like a, a shark. I mean, I, I still don't understand that. But yeah. And he's shooting while the kid's out there. I know. So then right after that, which. I don't know why he wasn't fired on the, on that spot. Why not right there? He gets canned, but it's not like he's the head of it. So obviously the mayor and other people are in charge. It's kind of weird. I don't know. They got fires a gun in public right near people and just nothing happens. And then the, how about the real estate guy makes his wife leave? Yeah. Come on, Alan, let's go. It's like, well, wait, my husband well, just fired a gun. Well, that I, you know, I wrote that down. So, you know, everybody's leaving there. Obviously it's panic there. He, he looks he looks like he's in really big trouble right now. His wife, he didn't make her leave. He says, come on, let's go. She could have stayed. She left with a real estate guy. Why didn't she stay back with her husband? Like give him support. I don't know. That's, that's what made no sense to me. And then she actually left. I thought when he said it, she was going to like, cause he was like kind of pulling her. I right. thought she was going to break through and go, but no. And then right away, the next time we see him, he's going to, he's going to like the, the photo mat to see the developed photos from that diver's camera. Cause they couldn't see him. And dude, he has some, again, I love how pissed off he is in this movie. So he has some great lines, like the lady in the towel. Oh yeah, that's great. You know, I'll come in and take a look. But he's getting it developed. The camera store owner tries to make small talk and he says, don't jerk me around. <laughs> he was angry. He was angry at this movie. <laughs> and this is one part that can't be in movies that are set, you know, in the last 15 years. It wouldn't make sense, but it was a really, it was dramatic waiting for that film to develop. It was cool. It was cool, but like, it was very long. 
Oh no, I know. It, they, it was almost it was like it was almost too long. Like they could have like cut it down. Like they kept going back and forth. They you see the white paper, and then then he showed another scene. They see the white paper again, another scene. They might have seen the white paper about three times, and then you started seeing it slowly come to picture, and then he went back. Like they made it very dramatic. Like what are you going to see? What, what what are we going to find down there? You know, and all you see is an eye. I know. <laughs> I, I I get why they did that for the next scene, but it would have been cool if it was like something that was better. But you know, it was very well. I think they did it purposely because obviously it was very, it was kind of difficult to make out 100. percent So I guess they had to use that as this guy is crazy. Oh, you know? dude! When he yeah. takes it to the meeting and they're hanging out, the same people hang out every night. It seems. Yeah. Even in the first movie, the same old, the same lady, the sassy woman. She owns, I don't even know what kind of story she owns, but she's super sassy. And they're passing the photo and they're like, I don't see it. And it's late at night. What are they doing late at night? They're, it's <laughs> late at night. I, I like midnight. I like, look like very dark. No one's out. And these guys are having a meeting. You know, I'm, I'm hoping they're worried. <laughs> like they, maybe that's why they didn't seem too worried. Maybe they're figuring out how to pay the shark. <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> I bet you the shark was in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he. I love when the mayor. This is what's great about Mayor Vaughn. He he knew how crazy Martin was. He's like Martin. It's okay. Give us the photo again. You take a seat, and then it'll be all fine. And then the next scene, dude, he's pissed drunk. Brody is pissed drunk. Well, but you know what though? But see, I didn't see it that way. I I didn't see it as the mayor seeing how crazy crazy Brody was. It was the mayor trying to make Brody look crazier. See, I don't. Oh, okay. I see. I don't think Brody was crazy. Obviously, because he knows there's a shark out there. He believe he was crazy for that moment of shooting at the school. Yeah. But he knows there's a shark out there. Where the mayor is now, like, all right, you know what? This guy's gonna bring bad press here again. We can't have it, so we got to make him look crazy. And yeah. that's what they did. Because they really like they looked at it. Fine, we'll look at the picture again. They already had their answer. They already knew they were firing him anyway. They made yeah. it look like let's let's discuss it first, and then the next thing they, they didn't even show you, but he was fired. Yeah. But again, this goes to show you, like that they do this in every movie. Like even Bruce Willis, he could he could save the you know the world, and then the next movie, everybody hates him. Like, <laughs> like, like, like they forget all the stuff they do. You know, this guy saved you know how many people that could have died in the first movie, and now they like they act like he's like a loser. No, I know. Well, I guess if you fire six rounds into a wave, <laughs> when there are people around, I don't know. Yeah, but when you're the beach police, you know, <laughs> you're, you're allowed to do that. That's part of the training. <laughs> you fire. You don't fire at like targets. You fire at waves. <laughs> so, so one thing we didn't talk about before, but it's something really small. But is when he's like, "You wanted a summer job to his son." He's like, "You're gonna start." He was like having him paint buildings, so he'd be out of the water. He's like, "I want your boat out of the water tomorrow." So then, when his dad's hammered, and his, I think the wife got hammered with him too. They sleep in late. Michael and then the little brother convinces Michael to take him. They go sailing, and dude, this scene when they well, show the well, the little brother is first of all blackmailing him. <laughs> oh, I know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so when they go out there, they show them go onto the water. Uh, for some reason, he lets his little brother go with some some woman in a different boat, which is kind of weird, you know. Well, he well they're all friends. They're they're all friends, and he I guess he he showed the other girl. Okay. You're going. You're trying to hit on this one girl. You really want your little brother around? No, that is true. But doesn't he's old enough to know that there were sharks and people have been dying, or at least they know. Yeah, but maybe, maybe he thinks his father's crazy too. Maybe, maybe. You know, maybe he wishes his dad was a shark. <laughs> maybe his dad. <laughs> so no. So when the divers are starting, when they show the divers, I'm like, these freaking guys. Four years ago, there was a shark that ate in these waters, and this is where you're going to choose to go of all places. I was just thinking, this is a buffet. You know, somebody's going to get eaten, but nothing. He just nips them. He barely hits them. Yeah, so he had, to, he had to bite like seven divers down there. Yeah, and then okay. the one guy just, so the one guy gets nipped, and yeah. nobody really sees it until he gets up. Yep. But when they're like, we have to go back in. No one calls the Coast Guard and says, hey, here's where we are. I think there was, there was something happened to this guy down here. Because his mask was like cut. Yeah. It was yeah. like bit a little bit. Yeah. Well, I thought that was going to be another kill because it's been a while. Since that lady, you know, sacrificed herself. You know what? The first half of this movie was kind of slow, to be honest with you. It, because, yeah. again, it was all about the, like, kid connections. Outside of the, the, the woman pouring gasoline on herself, there really wasn't much going on. So it was kind of slow, right? So you're expecting something else, and it's still nothing happened yet. 
Like yeah. we had to wait for the kids to get pretty deep out there. And what was cool with that part with the diary, I, I forgot I wrote this down. The music was so calm because they were doing something that was so like therapeutic, like floating in the water. Yep. And when the music turned and the shark looked so cool with the burns because that's the first time we saw it again after it happened. And that looked cool. I really liked that they did something like that to show. Like you said this shark really takes some bumps in this movie. It, he does. And, and you know what? I, I think it could have been easily not even left a mark on him. And I don't think anyone would have paid attention. But the fact that he left that, that burn scar on him, it added like character to the shark. Like it was yeah. like, you know, like so. And probably made the shark even more mad. So. Oh, no, definitely. So, so they wake up late, Brody and his wife. And they, he goes, oh, I guess I got to go turn the truck in. So when he walks outside, how many beer cans were empty next to the side of his truck? And did he just buy beer, park in front of the house, get shit faced, then walk in the house? And was he re- he was returning the truck? I, yeah. I, are you sure? No, that's what he said. He said I had oh, to. Oh, see, I, see, I didn't hear that part. So I thought he was still driving the truck. He was so drunk he was just driving the police car. <laughs> no, he's like, I have to return it. And then the wife was like, Oh, can you give me a ride to my job? So then, yeah, so then he, like, steps over, like, a dozen beer cans. And did you notice in front of their house something? The yellow barrel? No, I did not notice that. In the first movie. They used one of them as a planter outside of his house. Pretty cool. Good keepsake. That is. Remember that time that the shark almost ate you? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so he's going to drive her to to work. How would she normally go to work? Because they don't own that truck. Do they not have another car? No, I don't think so. Maybe okay. she easily paddles, but she's nervous. Okay. Interesting. So <laughs> the next kill is pretty good. So this is Tina and her boyfriend? That was her name, Tina. Yeah. Tina. Okay. Tina well, and Eddie. I, I wrote Tina's name down because she was pretty much useless. Oh, I know. She, there was no effort to save her boyfriend whatsoever at any moment. She was a good screamer. Like she screamed. <laughs> <laughs> but the second Eddie, first of all, she's in a boat. Eddie is kind of far away. Why does she try to like paddle a boat closer to Eddie? Yeah. Together? Like she's making this poor guy hustle back. And then the shark is obviously chasing him and he grabs Eddie like right before he gets there. But then he, as he, he's bit, he jump. he kind of like halfway jumps on the boat. So he's hanging on the boat. Oh, I know. She does not lend a hand. She's <laughs> sitting there yelling at him, get on the boat instead of helping him. This was a Rose and Jack situation from Titanic. The same kind of thing. She just like watched them and then she just, then she just laid there. There was a shark at Titanic? There could have been. Nobody was around. Nobody knows it was an iceberg. That is true. Could have been a ginormous shark. Okay. No, but that swing, that made no sense. Like the swim Eddie. But again, that guy got, dude, they showed that front shot. And then uh, yeah. when he got pulled down, it was just all blood. The whole water around her was just blood. Yep. And then she was she the one that went to sh- no the other one goes to shock so she so then you then you don't they don't see what happens to her right like you, uh, until later on like yeah uh, so you're in the, the boat for a while hiding right but you, you're thinking like all right the shark's probably gonna kill her too so you forget about her and then then they go to the other kids because I guess they they stay behind because they wanted to fool around is that what they were well they were friends with them they didn't have any connection with them the whole movie they they were the randoms on the beach. They were. Oh, I thought they were part of the. I thought they were just. Yeah, no, they, they were just random. Oh, I thought they were. They're all the same age. I thought they were just hanging out. In the, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that's what was weird about them because she was the one that was like, "Oh, let's go water skiing." She was. They were always like. I, I got you. I understand. Like they're part of the movie. So the next Brody finds out because remember the ambulance. Yep. So he starts finding it. He like is. So he the, chases it. He chases the ambulance. Yeah. And then that's when he finds out. The guy said, "Oh, I think it might have been." An, he says it was a shark. That's all he said. It was a. It was a shark. And then he, and then, and then he finds out from the deputy that Mike's on the water. So he just thinks his oldest son's on there, which is freaky enough. Right. When he finds out his youngest kid, that gets even crazier. But dude, when they are just going out there. He takes the boat. The deputy is like, hey, I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, so, okay, he knows, obviously, it's a massive shark. He knows by the bite marks. You wouldn't take a bigger boat. That was a I tiny mean, boat. That was a tiny boat. It didn't look too sturdy. Like, it looked, it looked like a Popeye, like, little, like, little thing boat. I mean, you would think, I mean, again, in the beginning, in the first movie, you're going to need a bigger boat. He said, that, he said it twice in the movie that you would think he would have went out there with a bigger boat. That, that boat. Did not look like it was going to help anybody. So I have the million dollar question. So he's a cop from New York City. Yep. When he did this job interview, no part of it was like, you don't like to be on the water. He didn't know how to start that boat. 
That's why the deputy came out because he's like, all right, I'll start it for you. And he was the one that was driving the boat the whole time. But then later, Brody knows how to ride the drive the boat. Well, does he? Because he crashes into the, the, the <laughs> sure. so so he does crash. He, he does like he, he goes there to save the day, and he kind of like almost like bloat like ruins the whole thing. So yeah, he's good at fighting sharks, but not really driving a boat. Yeah, which I guess if you're gonna have one or the other, the shark one really comes in handy when there's a giant shark. It does. So <laughs> so they show another montage, lots of teens on the water, and then they find the girl on the boat. They find Tina. And then Brody just, he goes on a solo mission. He goes, Hey, he starts wailing the horn. And he's like, Hey, come over here. And he's like, they'll take you in. And he just leaves his wife. Well, well okay. right. And first of all, why would he take his wife the first time? Like when he, when he knows there's a shark out there, you're going to take your wife on the boat who has no like train. At least Brody ha- has some kind of training, you know, like whatever. He, you're going to bring your wife out there. Who's really going to be just dead weight. I know. Like, why would you bring like risk her life as well? You know, like that made no sense. Um, but right, then he leaves his wife out there. How does he know the sharks are still circling around there? I know. <laughs> and they're in a little raft. I know it made no sense. Why would that? Yeah, it was such a tiny boat. It had damage to it. Yeah, because the shark kind of like bumped into it. No, that that was so stupid. Yeah. How about the next scene? The shark just circling all the teens and their all their boats. It caused them to panic and flip. He didn't. He the shark didn't touch any of the boats. The people were just like, oh, and they were all flipping over, over and over again. They, they look like, and I think I wrote that down. They seem like they don't know what they're doing out there. Like they, <laughs> it's like they all barred their parents' boats, and they just yeah. went out for like because they really look like they didn't know what they're doing. However, it seemed like those boats all were were loaded with a lot of rope. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of rope. Like towards the end of the movie, there's ropes going everywhere. I don't know if that's part of like, you know, having a boat, like you need a rope for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what, what do you need a rope for on a boat? Well, yeah, I guess you just have to tie it to the dock, but it doesn't have to be that long. No, but, but, but they had multiple ropes. No, I know. And it, it, it usually, isn't it like usually attached to the boat? Like this is like lasso ropes. Like these are like ropes that they were able to, first of all, they were so long and like they, they weren't tied to anything. Like it was just, yeah. And the only boat that wasn't a parent's boat was the kid from Christine and back to school because his boat popped a hole. <laughs> well, that was like, was that even a boat? Wasn't that like one of those uh, windsurfer? Yeah, it yeah. Boat? It was like an inflate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Mike, how does Mike get knocked out again? Just when the shark, when it flipped over, he had his head on, was it like the sail came around and yeah, hit him? Yeah, the, the sail came around and hit him. Yeah. Yeah, he made a good first impression for that girl that he was sitting on. I know. <laughs> they just laying there dead weight in the water, and then they do the dramatic, oh, we're almost going to pull you up. Oh, we drop you. We're almost going to pull you up. We drop you. And they finally get him into the boat. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, this shark looks so good in this movie. It looks cool. Honestly, I know they still use some live footage from, like, Australia where they film the sharks underwater. But, dude, it looks cool. But yeah, definitely. But the first one looked a little bit more robotic. This yeah. one looked more realistic. Absolutely. But yeah, this is, uh, you know, I expected a lot more death to happen at the end of this movie. There were, how many, you said you take an count, right? Yeah. How many people, how five. many, there are five now. Eddie was five. Yeah. There was four within the first 25 minutes. Right. And then it was, well, there's a lull of no killing. Yeah. And then, all right. So there's five and then there's, there's only one more coming up, right? Um, no. Two more. Are you counting the shark as one of them? <laughs> no, I think I... Oh, no, no. There are two more. I got them. So how about... Okay. So, so this is funny. This is a reference to an earlier movie that we did. But so if you own a boat, shark eats the boat, does insurance cover the boat? Is it, or is this like a Poltergeist 2 scenario that if your house just vanishes, disappears, it's not covered because it's not there? Um, I'm assuming damage is going to be covered. I mean, but you're on the war... damage? Well, a shark's in the water. A boat's in the water. Is the same thing as fire damage in a house? Flood damage? Or in a car? Or in a car. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk, talk about Kia owners. Don't buy a Kia. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would, I'm assuming it would cover it. But uh, are you sure there's two more deaths? Yep. Okay. I got them written down. Okay. So, so the next here, this is how you'll know. So Brody, when he's heading over and he finds out where the kids are, he calls a helicopter. Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. He goes the helicopter. He's like, I need you get, I need eyes in the sky. Get over there. And he's like, fine. So then when he lands, they're like, Hey, thanks, mister. He's, he hit his head, you know? And then our dude, when that shark comes up, that's that foot. That's what I want on a poster. His face looking forward, the shark coming up. 
Okay, first of all, it shows you how massive the shark is. Oh. He, he pulled the helicopter underwater. I know. I mean, it, he literally, it literally pulled the helicopter underwater. That was ridiculous. Like, that whole scene was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love that. It was so cool looking the way he flew up and then he just bit it. What, what did he what did he think he was gonna do? He was gonna drag them to that rock island? Is that what no. he was Okay. He was gonna attach a rope to a helicopter. Another rope. <laughs> so they had a rope to <laughs> everybody in this town. It's like it's like you when you go to the island, they hand you rope. <laughs> your ticket. Here's your here's your mission to the island, a rope. <laughs> So yeah, he gets taken into the water. He's dead. He's kill number six. The blade that was cool when the blades are flying through the. See, I I, they, I think that was a good time to have like one of the kids get hit with a blade. Oh yeah, they should have. I mean, like that. No one got hit by that blade, and it would have been cool. Like an unexpected, one of the kids somehow or lost Napoleon. An arm. <laughs> Napoleon, <laughs> Napoleon dynamite. <laughs> Timmy, or maybe just give him a little trim. You know, like yeah. scalp him a little bit. So then that is right there. That's when it caused them to fall out, right? Yep. Yep. And then the girl that's with uh, the little brother, she... That was, yeah. That was... uh, Well, so the whole time, they were stuck on a boat that was upside down. Yeah. The little brother and the girl, she was holding him, and they were stuck on that one boat. But imagine, imagine, like, how traumatic that kid's going to be now. I mean, like, you know, bad enough that you're out there with with the shark attacks and everything else, but, like, that was pretty brutal. That was was rough. To me, that was, like, one of the worst kills, you know, from the kid's point. I mean, that was just... He would have been good to have in like another like a Jaws sequel, like Revengeance and just like killing sharks. I don't know if he. They're both in the third one, and I think only one of them is in Revenge. Yeah, but I would think the little one, like, see, like this is this is like a setup for a horror movie. Yeah, you know, the little ones would be like Psycho. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, and because I mean, this is this is traumatic. I mean, he he witnesses a girl like that. He obviously, was friends with. Uh, who's older, get mauled right in front of oh, him. Oh, dude, that was you good. Know, so, like, yeah, I think that would have, like, that, that could have been, like, a cool, like, scene. And he came we, up. that You saw the shark pretty good, either hole. It was, yeah. like, the behind shot. He well, was like, holding her hand. I, he, he, the shark swallowed her whole. It was awesome. Do you think she was, like, alive still? Like, you know, like, Jonah in the world? So. So, like, yeah, just, <laughs> so she's, like, sitting in his, like, the shark stomach? Yeah. <laughs> She survives. That would have been cool. That would have been really. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, after like the shark blows up, she comes out swimming. Like she was. Or saying. if she was alive. Oh, and then he killed her. Uh, that's, that that's sad. <laughs> so, so Brody finds the teens. The shark scares the shit out of him. Again, he's seen him before. I guess there's only so many times, you know, no matter how many times you've seen a shark, you're going to be scared. Even Quint was kind of spooked when he saw some of the sharks in the first one. But. That caused him to crash. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, he, he just learned how to drive a boat. And, and that I thought that was gonna, maybe the end of Brody. I mean, uh, he crashed, and what is he going to do? Yeah. We skipped over this one part, though, this one line that Mikey says. So and I, I, I just wrote it down. I realized it. And it, not to go back, but so when Brody finds Mike and he says, you're out here, and he's like, he goes, yes, um, my little brother, you know, the little brother's out here, too. And he goes, you brought him out here? So then the mic goes, Sean wanted to come. It's okay, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what he sold his father. It was okay, wasn't it? No, it's not okay. You, you, got, you got death all around you. <laughs> and what happens? He leaves them. Yeah, yeah, he leaves them. He says, he's paddle over to the island. It's like, wait, what if the shark's right here? You're, you're putting a son, you leave your wife, you leave the oldest son, and just a ghost. I guess the young son is the golden child. It, it, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah. I have to say, big fan at the end of this movie. So okay, so we have the girl that's in shock now, right? Yeah. The one girl, and she's freaking out. Pantsuit. Pantsuit, right? Then you have the other guys. You have uh, Melon from Back to School, and the guy with the curly hair. They made it to the rock wall, so they yeah. were safe. So who's out there still? Who? Well, the girl, the girl in shock. Shock is girl. There? Yep. Yeah, she's still there, and, and I the, feel like it's that one guy that. And the, and, the son, and the son, the little kid. Oh, it was just them two? I think so. I think they're the oh, last okay. Two. I thought the guy that grabbed her when he was like, You gotta come down, you gotta come oh. down, and like threw her onto the that was weird. I thought but, he was I thought he was the next one to go. After yeah. that scene, I, he should have been the next one to go. That's what I was hoping. He he survived because he was with Mike. Yep. But the mayor's son should have got eaten. 
Because then it would have hit home. That was him? Yeah. Yeah. He could, that would have been like, that would have hit home if that like actually happened. But so then Brody, he like, he sees the cable and then he, he swings out. And I think that was him. It looked like him. Like, uh, cause he had the, the inflatable raft. He goes down to the cable and he grabs the oar and he's just like banging it. Now, does he, how does he know the power line is like on? Like, how, like, like, first of all, I, I would, I thought like maybe touching it would, would, Maybe give you some kind of shock, though. I mean, I'm not a power line expert, but like I'm not, but I'm I'm sure it's like any power line. Like you can grab a power line. Above. Would you? I wouldn't. <laughs> but I guess and, when you're in that moment when the shark is staring you down. Okay, so you're talking about a power line that was like, first of all, massive, like quadruple the size that you see hanging around. Yeah, and you're over water. I would stay so far away from that thing, like you know. But he had the idea that these things, like the sharks, gonna bite it. I guess because he knows because that's the that's the only way they can get electricity on the island. So maybe he knows it's that wrapped up. But dude, he's whacking it, and it's like boom to cause the vibration. And dude, I love the the end line's great. That's it. Come on, come on, open wide, open wide. And then I'm surprised. I know he got out of the way pretty quick, but I'm surprised he took no damage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just explode it. Which I don't know why it would explode. I don't think somebody would explode. Well, you also I also don't know like would the shark just keep biting it? Well, I guess like, once it's like when somebody gets electrocuted, like in Home Alone, when you start getting electrocuted, you're like you're you're like attached to that current. Did you say Home Alone three? Oh, Home Alone three, the the one that we you know, we're, we have close personal friends from that. Okay, but no, so I guess the sharks like, but I don't think it would cause somebody something to explode. Like you never hear stories about oh man gets like um yeah but you know what though like you ever, you ever see Tango and Cash when of the course. guy with the, the guy with the big chin he gets electrocuted and you oh see yeah all those breakers start exploding oh that is true so maybe but no the shark's on fire you see like you almost see like that it's not spoiler alert it's not a real shark but you just see like just on fire inside like just weird parts of it were on fire but uh <laughs> and then it ends yeah that was the end it was like. A fade out of his, uh, Brody on the little raft with his son, and that was it. You know, I saw the movie a long time ago. I thought there's gonna be one more thing. I thought the shark was gonna come out of the water oh one, my one last time, like or something, and then like maybe go back under, like 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 just pop out. Like I think that would have been cool just to have him pop out. Like he's not that. Oh, he's dead. You know, like that would have been Jason. That would have been like the Jason, the script too. Right. Like, the, oh, the killer's dead and they move. Even if it just moved a little bit. That's what I mean. No, but just like, have anything else. But no, but just like, just let him pop out like he's dead. But like, just one last, like, come out. Like, is he still alive? And then, then you know he's really dead. Yeah. Like, that would have been like, that, that would have, I think, would have fit perfectly. Like, you would not expect it. And, you know, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. So, this sequel, this was one of the first movies that were number two, like Jaws 2, that weren't a Roman numeral. And the highest grossing until what was the movie after that? It, Rocky Two. Rocky Two. So this, this movie, I'm going to say, out of the sequels that we've done, it's a pretty. This is a pretty good sequel with what they had and what characters they were able to like keep in the movie. Because obviously Richard Dreyfus was filming the. They had to do reshoots for Close Encounters, and Robert Shaw got ate by the shark. What did you think? Yeah, you know, you know, for all the sequels we've done, this is definitely one of the better ones, without a doubt. You know, and it's not a bad movie, but again, I think you know, Jaws is 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 considered one of the best movies of all time. So you know, when you're when you have that platform and you have that that title, it's very difficult to not compare the two. You know, and oh, and, totally. and, and so that I think, and especially with a shark movie, there's only so much you can do. It's a shark movie. You could, a shark's gonna eat people, and you're gonna kill it. So you know, in that case, it's it's, it's such a step below the first movie for me because the first one is just so awesome. I uh, know, but it is it is they, they definitely stepped up their game a little bit. They tried to do the best what they had. I just think personally, I think they're missing some likable characters. Like to me, there were no likable characters, including Brody. I mean, at this point, Brody wasn't even likable anymore. Like there was no likable characters that you really felt bad. Like, all right, I feel bad. He's, he, this one died. Like any one of them died. I, I, I didn't care. Actually, the, if there's a dog that died, I probably would have cared. That's it. <laughs> so here's what I'll tell you. I, I like this movie. I don't think there's anything else they could have changed because what they had to work with, it was fine. But one of the ideas that was thrown around for the, in place of this movie was going to be Quint's son 
and Brody's son go out and hunt down a shark. I, I maybe if they got the right guy to be Quint's son, then it could have worked. I don't know who would have been like. Even, I couldn't even think about anybody from that time frame. But uh, no, I know this is a great sequel to do, man. You know, I I think right. You, you would ha- it would it would almost feel like as as bad as the Godfather three is. Andy Garcia played a great Sonny's kid. You ever see Godfather three? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he played a great Sonny's kid. The movie was horrible, but he played Sonny. So I think if they had a if you had someone that played like Quint's iconic character, I think that it could have worked. Uh, but I think you know what? It was a different take on the movie. I mean, how many times are you gonna go out there looking for a shark? I like the fact that it's like a a, a bunch of kids that are out there, and you know. I think, you know, I think for what they had, it worked. Yeah. The shark was cool. The yeah. effects are great. All right. So that's it for Jaws 2, the next movie that we're going to be covering in honor of December having a Friday the 13th is, of course, a Friday the 13th. We're going to be covering part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. It's close to where me and Jamie are from. And next week's interview is with Michael Beignet, or he plays Jojo the th- street thug in the movie. And Michael has had a phenomenal career. He's been acting since he was so young. In high school, he was a a little celebrity because he was on 21 Jump Street. Most recently, he was in Deadpool. And over the years, he had a great voice acting roles. Uh, You might know him from G.I. Joe. Or I remember him from being the voice of Haji in the TNT reboot of Johnny Quest. So you're going to love his stories. He has one about Henry Winkler and another one about the great George Siegel. So yeah, tune in for that. Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, tell your friends, and then on all social media, follow us at Sequels Only. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys.